Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith. Today's episode is sponsored by KB's Coffee on 321 North Main Street in Jonesville, South Carolina. Now for hand car wash, vacuum, and clean interior. While you wait on your vehicle, customer seating is available as well as the dining area. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., so make sure you stop by. Today's episode is also sponsored by Big Ben's Dessert. If you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, this is the place for you. They have a wide variety of desserts, including cakes, ice cream, banana pudding, and my personal favorite, Oreo cheesecake. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. and close on Monday. So stop by and visit Big Ben's Dessert on 297 Spomberg Highway, Lima, South Carolina, where nothing could be sweet. Today we have another special episode of the Cross the Line Podcast. This is part of our self-investment tour, fresh from Vegas. Now we are here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have three entrepreneurs with us today. We have the founders of Rolling CL2, CLT. To my right, we have Miss Kendria Holmes, Shaniqua Ussery, and Miss Brandy Fox. How are y'all? Good. How you doing? How you doing? Good. We appreciate y'all having us on, man. I'm so glad. Once I did my research and I saw y'all article, man, I had to reach out and I was like, man, this is something unique. Uh, we never had anybody with their own uh, skating rink on, so this is a first for us. Uh, my first, very first question I would like to ask y'all though is, how does it feel to be the first black-owned skater in here in Charlotte? It's exciting. <laughs> like, um, it's really exciting to be the pioneer of anything. is really exciting, but to do something that you know is good for the community, good for the culture, and it's all things that we kind of love. It makes it even, you know, even better for us. Mm-hmm. So, how did y'all actually? Because I said this is it, something very unique we've never seen before. Like, how did y'all actually come up with like rolling CLT? Where, where did this all come from? Because I know when me and you were talking, you were saying y'all were kind of still brand new. So, how did y'all come up with the concept with all this? So, the idea originated, you know, just from um, the fact that we don't have a skating rink here in the city of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we have them on the outskirts. We had them growing up. But we don't currently have any skating rinks here in the city. So. Uh, we came together, you know, thought it would be an incredible idea to, you know, for something for our city. Um, obviously, the goal is to be inside, to get our own brick and mortar. Um, but during the pandemic, you know, it was obviously perfect for us to be able to go outside um, and service the people, give them something different, can it kind of give them a feel, um, get their palates wet for what's to come, you know, mm-hmm. once we move indoors. But, um, yeah, the, the outside, you know, it's kind of an idea that we just, it was really a pivot, a pivot idea, but it was, it's, it's something that's, that's turned out to be an incredible idea. Mm-hmm. So how did y'all act, so out of all businesses, like, what made y'all decide to go with skate? I would imagine y'all have to be good at skating to start this, but like, what, what was it skating out of? Let your imagination fool you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, again, the fact that we don't have any in the city. Um, number one and then number two skating for the culture is you know something that we grew up doing it's something that we do culturally um, it's a vibe so we wanted to you know kind of bring that environment here for the skating community for the community of Charlotte um, and then business wise you know it's a good it's a good business move because again it's no real nobody really doing this in the city where we are so you know we start locally our plan is to obviously go globally but um, yeah, you know, a, a good business idea. That's dope, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's kind of weird. So how long have y'all actually been doing it? 52 days. Yeah, 52, 52 days. days. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's crazy. And, it's, and it seemed like it's already, you know, taken off. Y'all got a really good following already. Did it feel like it was kind of like an overnight, you know, success? Or like, how, how do y'all view it when mm-hmm. starting this business? I would say, yeah, like we knew it was going to do good, but I can honestly say we didn't know it was going to be like this, you know what I'm saying, in such a short amount of time. So it's kind of like everything we planned to do, 
instead of happening in a year, like it happened in like a month. So it's exciting, but then mm-hmm. it also lets us know, you know, it's the fuel to the fire, letting us know that we on the right page and we doing what we're supposed to do. Let's go back a little bit too, because I want to let the people know um, a little bit more about you, ladies, as well. So where where is everybody originally from? I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. So how did everybody you know meet? Was it something y'all grew up knowing each other, or how, how was that? No, we just met. Really? No, yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, um, Brandy and Ken, they were in a program together um, in, what, 2017. Okay. And then me and Brandy, um, we knew each other a few years back. Um, and I had, Brandy, Ken had the idea of the skating rink um, when they was in a program working together. And then I had went to Brandy. Uh, last year and I was like yo I think I have because Brandy helps me with my other business and I was like Brandy I got an idea about this skate rink and she was like oh wait like I know somebody who's already working on it or whatever like let me see if we can all link and so we all just kind of Brandy put the meeting together and we all linked together and it was like you know they call it a perfect marriage um, I think it's kind of like a toxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and you the toxic. <laughs> right, right, right. But it seems like y'all get along. I mean, like y'all chemistry just when we come in, y'all vibe and listen to music. So I can tell like y'all already like get along and everything. Yeah, we do. I mean, we got to because we talk all yeah. day on the phone. Mm-hmm. Always, 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 always together. Like, yeah, we're like BFFs. Yeah. So who, whose idea was it like initially? Like, I want to do this and then you just told it, the other people about like who initially was it was it just all y'all just sitting around together and said let's do skating like who was it the one that kind of like sparked, sparked well in 2016 it was something that you know i kind of started um doing all that i could um with the knowledge that i had again brandy and i were in the business program together and the business that i presented was the skating rink um and then like shanika said last year she came to brandy with the idea but um so we merged together so i mean you know it, 2016, I had the idea, but Shaniqua had the idea last year, so we, we all came together and made it work. Did y'all come from a family of like entrepreneurs, or, or, or y'all kind of like first generation like entrepreneurs? Uh, I'm first generation. I come from a family of hustlers. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I come from a family of entrepreneurs as well. And then, um, so the program that y'all were in is it? It's like a, I saw something like incubator. Yeah. yeah, it was called City Startup Labs, and it was a millennial incubator program for African American businesses. Okay. How, how was the um, like for y'all when you when you were talking to other people about it? Like, did y'all talk to people outside of like y'all idea, like say family members? Like, hey, we think about starting this, or did it was just y'all three? And like, if y'all did talk to other people, like, did they gravitate towards y'all idea? It was like, nah, because you know sometimes when you talk to people about your business idea like man this sounds crazy just try something else like right. did you talk to other people outside of it and how did they how did they view it well yeah for, oh go ahead for for me it was i mean I, I, of course you know i told my immediate family and things like that like i said i've been working on this for a while um of course you know i had you have some naysayers and that just comes with the territory um but in my mind i knew you know i wasn't stopping until it got done so mm-hmm. I, it didn't really matter what people had to say, you know what I mean? So I understood what the purpose of what I was doing. Um, I understood who my source is, so Absolutely. it didn't really matter what anybody else had to say. I knew it was just a matter of time. So the process for, you know, starting this business, was it like a, while well, y'all talk about, like, how was it like, did you have to get any kind of license or like what kind of stuff did y'all have to go through to, you know, get the ball rolling and, and get everything going? A lot. Um, it started with a lot of research because even though we knew about skating rinks and even with Ken already have a business plan in place, 
kind of when we started really um, diving into, especially the outdoor <clears throat> portion, it was just a lot of things that we just researched. So for that first like 30 to 60 days, we literally just worked on our business plan. Um, putting it together, figuring out what our purpose was, what was our drive, our unique selling factor, those type of things that set you apart from other skating rinks in Charlotte. Um, I would say the biggest thing that we did that really gave us a um, leg up would be the fact that we held like a skater symposium. So a lot of the skaters in the skater community, we got them on the Zoom and we sent out questionnaires and they kind of told us, you know, what they wanted and what they didn't like at current skating rinks. So I think that kind of really helped us out because we didn't have to really trial and error. We were able to know what the community wanted and kind of deliver it. So what I like about it was when I saw the videos, it was kind of like it, it gave you kind of like good vibes of like the cookout vibe, like mm -hmm. it's outside, you got music playing, you got uh, different vendors like food, cooking and all this type of stuff. Like So it gave me those good vibes. Like that, That's why I was like, man, it's, I love that because it's like us, especially because mm -hmm. it's our people, you know, doing something like that, bringing people to, together. But um, how did y'all come about with like the, the vendors or is it people that you already know or is it something that you reach out but tell people like, hey, if you want to come join us, like how is that process? Like, um, yeah, so pretty much we post on our social media that vendors are available and then we have a link on our website where they're able to um, put their inquiry in and you know, we kind of send them the quote and everything else and it kind of goes from there. So some of the vendors are people that we know, people that we work with. Um, and some of the vendors are people who they just seen our social media and they reached out. Like we've had people come from Georgia, people from High Point area. Yeah, so we have people coming over from all over to Venn with us, so it's kind of cool. And as far as like the location, do y'all move different locations? Cause I saw something else I saw was when, uh, I think y'all were sitting up by the mall or something. They gave y'all a little bit of pushback or something. Oh, when we were set up. Yeah, so we were set up at this um, one location um, and kind of the other the other businesses there, they didn't kind of like what we had going on. So they kind of like, you know, we mm. black women. Right. They go always come at us. So they didn't like what we was doing. And so the police was like involved and the property owners and all this other stuff. But, you know, we're at Armor Bridge. Shout out to Stephanie. You know, she's great. Uh, she's here to help all businesses, everybody or whatever. She's really great. Um, so that's where we're at right now. But we do offer mobile services um, for our rolling mobile. So if you have a church... Um, any type of business, um, work, Colleges. schools, anything. We're able to bring the floor to you, the skate rentals, DJ, fog machines, lights, and we can bring it to you and we can bring rolling CLT to wherever, pretty much. And can y'all teach us how to skate? Yes, we have skate lessons. I got a video lessons. I need to show y'all. And I will, <laughs> I, I was, cause I told my sister I was coming up here earlier and I said, shoot me the video. Cause my, uh, my, my cousin, she had a, a birthday party for a daughter. We went to the skater room. This was about two, three months ago. I said, shoot me that video you sent me. And I'm just standing there holding on to the rail. I'm just sliding my feet. Oh, no. So I need it's some lessons. It's all right. Lessons. We won't judge you. Yeah. Don't, yeah. I, I need some effort. lessons. We have lessons, skate lessons right now on Thursdays um, from 8.15, 9.15. Um, and then from 9.15 to 10.15, we have open skate as well. So there's an opportunity for you to come out there and Get your roll right. yeah. and learn. Who, who's the best skater out of all y'all? Like, me, Ken. Really? Mm -hmm. Y'all know how to skate though? We, we, we know the there. basics. Yeah. The basics. They're getting there. <laughs> Not they getting there like you. Ken. Out here smooth, Ken. Girl, like, she want to be sweetness so bad. <laughs> <laughs> she want to be sweetness so bad. <laughs> We said the best yeah, skater, not a win skater, yeah. just a best skater group. You feel what I'm saying? We didn't even let you count. She was tapping. She got to flip it. They got to flip it to the hate because she can't skate at all. I can skate. I can go forward. I can stop. Somebody got to be a teacher. 
she we got, we got, we got, got, we got, got teachers. Yeah, because yeah. none of us we got scares. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I thought it was y'all teaching. No, 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 no. We just, everybody think that's his price. Cause it's y'all business. So I was like, you go where the money at? It's creative, yeah. And I was like, I want to be able to do skate backwards if I have to, like all this type of stuff. Right. So I need to be, I want to be a, uh, a professional, like a so-called professional. A roll bouncer. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. I'm about that like sweetness. <laughs> a roll saying. bouncer. <laughs> what did, um, so you say, I know you say something about y'all were previous entrepreneurs as well. Yes. Like you yeah. have a, everybody? Uh-huh. Was it? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, pretty, yeah. What, what would y'all say that y'all learned from like your previous businesses that you kind of took and and use it for us like this business that you have now together mm, consistency consistency yeah you got to be consistent with this right and i would say the important of systems like um i own a mobile massage business so having that and automating it and streamlining you know it's important to have systems in place that's able to run by themselves so i would say that's the biggest thing i've learned that's helped us with rolling clt so so y'all right for right now y'all are just strictly outdoors yeah, we're moving into an indoor location for the winter, um, and then we'll be back outdoors for the spring. So. Okay. So how do y'all pivot? That's what, because you know every day is not going to be a sunny day. So say we have something on the weekend and it's raining. Do y'all have something where y'all pivot to where y'all move, transition inside, or is it just like something kind of have to delay, like, as far as like on those type of days? Yeah, I would say for the most part, uh, since we've opened since September fourth, it's been the weather's been pretty good. We've only had um, two rain days. Well, actually, one really? that fell on the day that yeah. we were open. And we just kind of watched the weather and we just let everybody know 48 hours in advance that we're just going to reschedule. And we gave them an opportunity to use that credit for another session. So, so what are like the actual like days as far as like the child are like open, like as far as like the skating, the, the teaching? Like, what's like the actual like? Well, Saturday and Sundays are our, our events that we have at the Armored Calvary. Um, Thursdays are our skate lesson days. Um, and then wherever, you know, folks book parties or any other day, um, you know, we kind of fill it in from there. But we have our own events on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. I want to know what do you, for you ladies, like, what does skating mean for you, like, personally? Like, what is it, like, a, a relief or, like, how do y'all view, like, skating? What does it do for y'all to, you know, create an opportunity like this? Um, I would say it's becoming a relief. Um, the better and better I get for me. You know, it's becoming something that I really, really enjoy doing. Um, and the fact that, you know, we have our own facility to learn how to do this um, anytime, you know, anytime really that we want. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a really good relief. Uh, I have fun doing it. You know, I really enjoy learning. I like learning new things. Um, and so this is, you know, this is one of those things. I come from a basketball background. So mm-hmm. just naturally at doing stuff outside you know athletic stuff and things that are you know exercise and things like that so this is just another something that you know i really really enjoy testing my own skills right, you know, right. challenging myself i saw you, i saw you said um saw it online i think i see you so um you play you play ball you still play now or is it like how, how far did you go to college pro yeah i played a little bit of professional basketball i coach currently now i coach middle high school basketball okay. and that's still kind of like a like a still like a true passion for you almost so definitely far, like, yeah yeah, I tried to stop, you know, I tried to, uh, I took maybe about two, three years from the game, but my heart still in it. I actually went to a, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I actually went to like an event, um, you might have heard of it, it's like the AEBL, it's like in Atlanta sometimes where they have like overseas, uh, yeah. college. That was stuff. men's though, right? No, they do men and women. Oh, they do? Uh, yeah, it's, 
They did do a couple of women games at the beginning. When we got there, the men were playing um, some overseas guys. But it was the uh, – what was the lady's name? I don't – I know she was on Love & Hip Hop with uh, – Oh, yeah, Ty. Is that she went with me? me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was there. She was one of the uh, females that did one. I had another young, young lady that worked for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, she played overseas. I actually had her on for an interview as well, and she she was in the league as well. So it's like, yeah, I, I played a little bit of ball in school. I, I didn't make it to college. I mean, I was decent, but you know, I probably still could take it. But you know, okay, I <laughs> another one. Another. One. Hey, I'm just saying, but um. There's a few more questions. Is it hard for you guys, you know, balancing like entrepreneurship and also, you know, like personal life? Because entrepreneurship is it's a tough journey. Like it's so much that goes into it. Is it hard for you to kind of like balance like work and then like you say, coaching, your family? Like is it hard for you guys to kind of like um, do all of it together? I would say it can be um, just having that balance. But we do really good. The good thing about having three people is we do really good at balancing each other's out. Um, you know, so if it's something that I can't do, then, you know, Ken or Shaniqua can kind of pull in for me if it's something, you know, and vice versa. So it makes it a lot easier for us. But I would say time management, um, this business, in addition to my other ones, has definitely taught me the importance of time managing and blocking my time for the things that are important to me. How many do you, businesses do you run total? Like, Four. You, four? That's mm-hmm. a lot. Right, right. And I got two kids. Yeah, that's What, a, what happened? So, so you have this, the uh, massage. What were, what were the other other two that you had? I have, um, I have my mobile massage business, Pampers Mobile. I have a mobile grilling business. It's called Grilling with the Fox, and then I do startup entrepreneur consultant, and that's called Be the Entrepreneur and, Consultant. And you, you came from a family of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say because it seems like mm-hmm. to me that makes a difference. Like when you come from a family of entrepreneurs, and that's what you're around, and you see it, it's kind of like you already had an exposure to it. So. Not saying that you won't go get a nine to five, but like if you're exposed to it, then you can kind of like, okay, I think I can do this as well. It's as far as like I me, mean, I tell all people all the time, like I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I, I saw my parents get up and go to work a nine to five. So that's what I thought growing up and getting into the real world. I thought that's all it was too, was, you know, just going to work with actual nine to five until I graduated from college and got a job and then. I felt like it was just like I was being programmed to do the same mm-hmm. thing, just repeating the same thing. So I'm kind of like first generation uh, of entrepreneur, like like creating my own opportunity. And to me, I feel like if you had that exposure, it like it like helps. Yeah. But it's but everybody has had that exposure. And, it, and, it, and not saying that if you do get into entrepreneurship, like it's not going to. Um, not saying if you come from a family of entrepreneurs, like you're not going to work a nine to five because sometimes you still do. And it's still, and I always make sure I tell people there's nothing wrong with that either because sometimes, like where we're from, when we see people talk about entrepreneurship, they think that you're bashing somebody that works a nine to five. That's how it is, like where we're from. I mean, we're right up the road from, right down the road from y'all, so I don't know how it is here. But like, and I actually let y'all talk about it. Like, what's like the mindset of people like around here in Charlotte? Are they kind of like uh, geared towards entrepreneurship, or do you feel like it's like more of like the go to traditional route of nine to five? Uh. Uh, I think it's a generational thing. I think older people here, they're not into like entrepreneurship. They're kind of like content, complacent. They want to work their nine to five. You know, they want to work their job 30, 40 years. I think our generation, we're kind of different. We're like, ain't no money here. $30,000 ain't enough. $40,000 ain't enough. So I think we're kind of on to like, Oh well, we we cool with getting another job, and we're cool with like we're quick, quick. Yeah, we're quick. Yeah, I ain't feeling this job. Yeah. 
stress level yep, high. Uh-huh. Yeah. But our parents and our grandparents, they're not like that. They're a little, they're a little complacent. Yeah. They'll deal with it a little bit. That's why they just taught mm-hmm. to survive, like just mm-hmm. work, pay bills. But those working them yeah, 10, no. 12 hours, like for me. Body hurt. Mm. And I would say Charlotte, yeah. entrepreneur-wise, though, I think it's gotten better, like, because I've been doing it so long. So I would say in Charlotte, like, it really picked up around, like, 2017, kind of when we got into our mm-hmm. incubator program. That's kind of when you started seeing support for entrepreneurship. But before then, they didn't really have anything like the, entre- the small business center that they have now. They didn't have those kind of resources, so you really had to, like, tap into Google, you know what yeah. I'm saying, to really get what you need done. I feel like everybody around us is, like, progressing way faster than us in South Carolina. It seems like we're a little bit slower than everybody else. It seems like <laughs> everybody else, you know, had these programs. And maybe we do have it, we just don't really know about it as much around there where we are. But it's like everybody else, even in Atlanta, like, we do a lot of interviews down in Atlanta, and for the most part, like, we just the energy down there is different. Like I remember. Oh yeah, Atlanta different. Yeah, right? all way the way. Different. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. all the way. We did. Um, I don't know if y'all heard of uh, Dr. Lakeisha Hallman from the Village Market. It's like she has a well, she has a storefront now where it's just like all black-owned products are sold in her store. But we shot the interview at this place called the Gathering Spot, and um, when you go in there, it's just like just people that look like us right. building like either they're working on some kind of special product, they're working on their own business right. or something. But it's like you just get the feeling like the culture is just totally different from what we are. It's like it's it's hard for us and I for one thing when we do something like we try to tear each other down for 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 one part. But it's like we don't really have it in South Carolina because like we're like the traditional, you know, nine to five and you go work a plant job or something like that. It's not necessarily people, you know, trying to create their own well, our generation is doing a little bit more now. Whether it's clothes, makeup, stuff like that. Like now people are trying to like create more of their own opportunities. But before then, like you were saying, like it was pretty much just traditional, you know, get up, go to work, like same thing our parents were doing. But did you guys' parents, were they, did they encourage you guys to like step out on faith and go for entrepreneurship or or did they want y'all to play it safe, but y'all just did it on your own, like your own route? Well, my parents have been supportive in whatever I've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they haven't really tried to change my mind one way or the other. Um, so, yeah, because like I said, you know, I come from a family of hustlers. Like, literally, my dad is the biggest hustler that I know. And when I say hustler, I mean, like, he works extremely hard. He going to figure out he how to get it done. Out, yeah. You know what I mean? So I saw that growing up, and my mom is the same way. So, I mean, they really, you know, whatever it is that I want to do. If I said I wanted to go work at McDonald's, then, okay. If I, you know, say I want to open up a skating rink, okay. You know what I mean? So it's really been support in whatever it is that I've done. Mm-hmm. Same here. Mm-hmm. So what what would you like to say, like, how far do you guys want um, Rolling CLT to go, like? No ceilings, baby. Rolling, no no ceilings. As far as it Dubai. can go. Rolling Dubai. Yeah. Rolling Dubai. Yeah. I, I can see it. Rolling, rolling you rolling. can. Yeah, you can. We need. We need. We definitely need something like this. Because um, I, I was like, man. What part of South Carolina are you in? Well, I'm from Jonesville, South Carolina. Now, where I'm from. Y'all got like, one stoplight? We got We got he just said the same thing. We got we got three actually. We got three. Three in a Walmart. No, my town we don't have a Walmart. Oh yeah, they went against. Yeah, they went. They so went against Walmart. Walmart. At? Oh, you gotta go to Union. It's about five minutes from where we are. Come on, oh. we don't have a Walmart. We have a uh, five minutes. Well, my town we got we have Y'all three got lights. No, nah, we don't have people. <laughs> he like, no, nah, we, we got we ain't that bad off now. But um, we got we have three lights. It's about one by the high school, Fast Field, and by Mini Mart. Just right down number nine. I can name all three lights, and you drive through in no time. But 
Um, I said in another interview, my, my high school is was 7th through 12th grade. Uh, we had 500 kids in the whole school, 7th through 12th grade. So by the time you hit 7th grade, you were up there with the high school. So I'm seeing my big cousins that's getting ready to graduate and all this stuff. But we they, they eventually, they, they closed my school down. Like they combined us with um, another school. But yeah, we were small. So we, and it's, it's not really a whole lot down there. So um, for me, when I was looking at Charlotte, like when I went, I went to school at USC Upstate, and um, I had an internship up here covering like professional sports, like the Hornets and Panthers. Like I got up here and I was like, man, well, I'm from my small town, Charlotte, Charlotte, even though it's like a little bit over an hour away, it's like a totally different world from mm-hmm. like. We the big city. Yeah, mm-hmm. compared to us, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's just super small. But um, Spumberg, Spump, the Spumberg Greenville area is growing a whole lot yeah, more. Definitely. So they more advanced than we are. So they could definitely manage something like that. Right. But for y'all, why would why would y'all say Charlotte was like this was something Charlotte like really needed? Because I would think you know, like you said, you got Hornets, you have the Panthers, you have professional sports. Like, do y'all feel like Charlotte doesn't have enough stuff for like as far as like entrepreneurs? Mm-mm. No, I wouldn't. Nah. I definitely wouldn't say that. Just because of, you know, it's growing so much. Like, every day, like, over a thousand people move to the city of Charlotte. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, we was over here, I was like, man, I don't even, I was like, are we still in Charlotte? Because the, <laughs> the way we went, like, I was like, I don't even know where we at. Because, for one, I think the GPS took us, like, on a little detour or whatever. So, we took <laughs> on some little back road. And by the time we got, I was like, man, I don't even know. Where we at? Something. It was like low, low, something. Oh, yeah, low. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we went through low. I was like, man. I don't oh, by gas Yeah, Yeah, so I was like, man, I don't know. Where we at? I was like, man, we need to check the GPS, man, so we going. <laughs> right, you know, that thing uh, leads you astray. But um, a, a few more questions. What, um for people pursuing their dreams, may not necessarily even be entrepreneurship, what kind of advice would you give them? Believe in yourself, first and foremost. Um, you know, believe in yourself and keep going. Create your plan, work it, you know what I mean? And just whatever you do, don't stop and don't stop believing. That would be the best advice that I can give. I would say be resilient, because it's hard. So you gotta be able to bounce back. You gotta have kind of, you gotta have tough stand in the game. So, you know, just know that if you fail or if you fall short, that it doesn't mean that you can't get back up and do it right. Mm, entrepreneurship and matters. if at first you don't succeed. Keep trying. Push yourself off and try again. You can dust it off and try again, try again. Again, again. She, she got a song for everything. Sorry. But it made sense, though. It, one of, it's, it's so tough, man. Like, honestly, I know I have days where, like, sometimes I go through the motion, man. I don't even know because, like, it could be a lonely journey. But, see, y'all have three of y'all. So, it's like, y'all got somebody kind of pick y'all up and everything, like, encourage each other. For me, you know, I have my camera guy. Still sometimes. Damn. 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 Nice. We got a guy in the, uh, in the NBA, uh, Tory Craig. Mm-hmm. I know you know you play ball. Mm-hmm. Y'all probably y'all mm-hmm. don't even want it. But yeah, we got one guy in the NBA. We don't have a football team, just uh, basketball and soccer and baseball and stuff like that. But yeah, I'll say my this is one of the few guys that I actually trust in my life. This is one of my best friends from college. We've been we've been tight for a while, but still, like I was saying about entrepreneurship, man, still you know. When you have a vision, like still, you know, even though you want to tell your friends about it, like they still, some stuff they might not understand because like I say, it's your vision. So they don't see the things 
that they're you not should. supposed to understand it, right, right? Right. It ain't their vision. So that's that's one of the toughest things for me. It's like, man, even though like when I put this tour together, I was like, man. I was like, I'm just trying to figure out a way to make this whole thing happen. Yeah. You know, they're going to encourage you, man, keep going, you're you going to do it. But still in the back of my mind, some days, I'm like, man, this is a It's tough. a lot. Yeah. It's really a lot. That's yeah. how I feel, too. That's why I'm glad, like, I got them. Because my other business, I did by myself. So I know how you feel, like, you know. Yeah. Because you got to be your own support. But for us, we do really good at, like, supporting. If something need to be done, kind of like, hey, did you do it? You need me to do it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to know that you got that backup compared to having to, like, depend on yourself 100% all the time. I want to ask you, though, having four businesses, like, when did you know when it was time to, like, create another opportunity? Like, did you were you focused on, you know, let me get this one set and then move to the next one? Or, like, when for you, when did you know, like, it was time to know? to pivot and create another business um i really don't know i ain't gonna lie i just kind of i'm i like a better word like opportunities like if i if somebody tell me about a business and i feel like it can be profitable and i feel like it's something that i can manage in my current lifestyle i add it on um i would honestly say like ken said earlier that you know this is kind of all god's plan because exactly at the time that we were about to take off i actually you know was able to hand my company to a whole management company where they're able to run it so i don't have to be so hands-on which freed me up to give more time to rolling so that all kind of happened um on a good time span but for me um i knew i had to transition i pushed really hard for it um when i saw when i met her and i saw the opportunity i pushed hard for it because i was like rolling is really picking up just the momentum we was getting you know just interviews just tickets support online i was like okay this is about to be big let me go ahead and prepare to really transition out to give it 100 percent. absolutely um what would you say um for, and i'll let all you chime in let's say you had to create a blueprint for for creating a business um you put your own spin to it but what would you say was kind of like a, a blueprint for creating a business that would be number one start with yourself Figure out if you're ready to start a business. You know what I'm saying? Your lifestyle, your income. Can you handle a new business or a new venture at this time? The second thing you will want to do is your business market validation. You want to see if your business can make money. If it can't make money, then um, even if it's a passion business, what kind of difference can you make within your community? Because what people don't understand is a business is really a solution to a problem. That's how you make your money. Um, After you get that, the next two things would be um, your SWAT and your budget. A lot of people like to skip the budget. They kind of like just to hop out there and just start buying stuff and just start spending money, then they broke. So just knowing what your capacity is financially, and I would say lastly, having that business plan in place, putting your vision on paper, and then being able to adequately take it to the market with a good support sense. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to add to it? What Brandy said. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell, like, she could tell this thing well laid out. My, my biggest thing, like you were saying, was like the putting things to paper. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think people understand, like, how crucial that is. It's like. Write the vision and make it yeah, plain. Yeah, make it plain. Vision, make it plain. Execute. So that he who reads it may run. That's what the yep. scripture said. AKA you know, execute. Yep. <laughs> and that's. It was um I don't, I don't know if I told you I think I did tell you on over the phone like how we um like when I interviewed uh Camelia Masunda oh yeah yeah uh, yeah the wine and spirits so it was crazy because I was sitting at home and I was just writing a list of places we never been to before and um we were coming up here for Charlotte <clears throat> but I wrote down Vegas on there so I was going through a publicity we were having a conversation and she was just saying you know um. So we were sending an interview with Camille up here in Charlotte, and then she was like, you know, I got a client out here in Vegas. I was like, you know, it's crazy. Just a couple of days ago, I wrote down 
Vegas is one of the places we wanted to go mm-hmm. to. I wrote down Vegas, I wrote down California, just wrote down a bunch of different places. Didn't know when it was gonna happen. I just knew I like we wanted to go to these places. So that's when we went to Vegas last week. We I just saw I was like, man, we had spent so much money when we went to Miami and California. I was like, man, right now it might not be a good time to go to Vegas. Next thing I know, it was this lady, she posted online, she said, I got a trip to Vegas from Charlotte, from Charlotte to Vegas, like $150. I was like, okay, that's that's cheap as it's gonna get. Hotel, right. round trip flight, and a hotel. So for one fifty, bro, put me on. Where's she at? She a travel agent. Well, well by, the oh, time like I got, by the time I got a chance to book it, went up to still went up to like two forty five. So it's still ain't bad. Yeah, still ain't bad. We'll be in Vegas Hello? tomorrow. So was, <laughs> that's why I was like, and I and I hear so many entrepreneurs say, especially Steve R say, it's not your, it's not for you to figure out how it's gonna happen. Yeah. The how is not, it's none of your business. So for me, when I saw it, it's just like once I aligned everything, wrote everything down, it just seemed like things just started mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. go That's how it Just like that. So then we ended up going to uh, went to Vegas last week, but in a, in, a, in like a three month span, we went we went to Miami, California, and that was another one where somebody you know did us a favor. She said, "I love what y'all doing. Um, just to help y'all out, I got an Airbnb you can use, one hundred forty five dollars. That's it." Didn't know how I was gonna get to California. I just wrote everything down. $145, had to book my own flight. Mm-hmm. She said, just pay the cleanup fee and you can stay here, $145. So we went from Miami to California, went to Vegas. Then I had to re- the interview, I think I was telling about with the co-founder of Reebok. Yep, uh-huh. Never even, I just happened to see that. It's just these things, like for me, I just write, that's why I say for me, everybody gonna have their own way of doing things, but for me, I just write everything down. Yeah. Because it's so critical for me, because like, I don't know when these things are going to happen, but it just seems like when you just focus on something like the universe, when God aligns these things. But I tell people it's God. It's oh, not yeah, we, we, yeah, we're Christians as well. Yeah. yeah the God. We ain't giving credit to the universe. Yeah. The God. Period. <laughs> That's the main thing I tell people. I don't, I'm not going to tell nobody what to believe in, but for me, I say, I know it's God. It's not me. Yeah. That's not, that's how, that's what rolling, though. That's the yeah. same thing with rolling from 2016 to 2021. You got to think, like, this is the vision that I had. I didn't mm-hmm. know how it was going to get done. I didn't care how it was going to get done. I just knew that the vision mm-hmm. came from, you know, my creator. And I knew that at some point he was just continuing to work on me until I got ready enough. You know what I mean? Until he felt like I was ready enough to put this in my hands and, and for it to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. That, but that's how it is. The power of manifestation is real. You write something down. That's why the scripture mm-hmm. tells us, write the vision, make mm-hmm. it plain. Yep. For a reason. These are principles. The Bible is nothing but principles. So when you learn to live by these principles, man, things start to happen that you don't even know how they're happening or why they're happening so 2016 you you came up with it then and you just sat on it for for no i mean 2016 i started doing the work you know what i mean i I went through the program i went through two programs because i knew that this was going to be something big so i knew i needed to study i knew i needed to learn i knew i needed to gain knowledge i knew that i needed to prepare myself for a skating rink you know what i mean because it's gonna i knew it was gonna be big I saw it. I see the vision of mm-hmm. being inside of the rink. So I knew it was going to be big. So, no, I didn't sit on it. I did the work, started the business plan. I went to talk to people. I met with all these, you know, all various people that I knew had the funds, the resources, or could point me in the right direction, or other entrepreneurs, or, you know, I picked everybody's brain that I could. I went skating. I got back into the skating community. So, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't just sitting on it. Um, you know, like I said, I, I just did the work. and. When you do the work, God will bring the right people in your life. 
How important is it to be around like those right people, like in that right environment? Environment is everything. Mm-hmm. That's key. Yep. That's that's top. That's a priority. Yeah. And I was like, uh, for me, man, just, just, I, the entrepreneurs that I study say the, the, the show me your friends, I show you your future. Yeah. Like my guy Ben Hall changed my life, and he was saying, you know, if all your around people saying, man, we got to get this overtime every single day. That's all you're gonna see. So you're gonna think, man, that's that's all we gotta do. We just gonna get this money, we're gonna get to run this checkup, and that's it. But when you change your environment, yeah. it's just like you everything. can't you can't become what you don't see. Mm-hmm. Exposure leads to expansion. So when you put yourself in the right environment, when you put yourself in the right, you know, in a, around the right group of people, that's what I know I can become. I never wanna be the smartest person in the room. There's no growth in that. Absolutely. So environment is absolutely everything. I believe in being around good energy positive people, like-minded individuals, you know what I mean, in, in order to advance yourself. Would y'all say was there anybody in particular that kind of like may have like made a profound impact on your life, your, your parents, or of course your parents are always going to be supportive, but was there anybody like a mentor or somebody that made like a huge impact that just changed the way you just looked at things? Um. I mean, outside of my parents, for me, my cousin, I have a big cousin that's an entrepreneur. She's okay. had a private investigation firm for 18 years, successful. She services North, every, pretty much every attorney in North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, but she was, you know, somebody that she's nine years older than me, but she's like a sister of mine. My father raised her. She grew up, she, she played college basketball, you know what I mean? Then she became an entrepreneur. She played a professional basketball, then she became an entrepreneur. So. Really just following in behind, you know, her footsteps, footstep, so to speak. She gave me my first entrepreneurial opportunity. Um, so, yeah, my cousin was really, and still is, you know, mm-hmm. really, really profound in my life. Somebody that's really found in my life, other than my parents. Did y'all have anybody? Um, I would say my homegirl, um, Jania Massey, she introduced me to my first entrepreneurial incubator program in 2015. So I'm really appreciative of her because she's um, also, she's like seven years older than me, but her knowledge of entrepreneurship was like way before our time. Like she created a program before it was ever a program. And I always looked up to her as like a mentor and a big sister because she's always pushing. Like when she do something, like when she got her uh, LLC, she was like, yeah, I just got my LLC. She was like, it's this, this, this. You know, she's always doing something and then reaching back and providing that information to make sure we kind of rolling together. So I definitely appreciate her and she helped me kind of get the structure I needed to be a better entrepreneur. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a, uh, what would y'all say is like the, uh, first of all, I need to look into this like, I don't know if we have these kind of programs where we are. That's, Aspire okay. Business yeah. School, you can look at Aspire Business, you can look it up in this. Or City CPCC. Mm-hmm. The City Startup Lab. Yeah, um, no, they're not doing regular no more. They're only doing the reentry program. Oh, okay. And see, that's kind of stuff, that's the type of information we need because sometimes these things are out there for us, but we don't even, right. we don't even know about it. So it's like, how, how do we get access to like these kind of events, like even the capital? Like, how do we get access to this type of stuff? We don't even, first of all, we got to apply ourselves. So that's our on our, that's on us. But like, how do we get the kind of access to this type of stuff? Though I said, I feel like we just kind of like slow when it comes to this type of stuff. So I, cause I had somebody, some, a lady, Miss Valerie Bridges down in Atlanta. She was the one who kind of was putting me on to stuff. So like she helped me get like a, a business grant, like a Facebook business grant. Like her, her and her assistant were just sending me like different grants. Like 
you can feel like this type of stuff. Just just these type of people because they know know the business and know the kind of stuff we can get access to. Right. Just sending me different things. I got like a, a twenty five hundred dollar business grant. But it's like we like we don't we don't even know about this type of stuff. Like how we can get access to it. That's why I was like how to like that that program. Like I mean I definitely need to look into some type of stuff. Not just for me, just like for other people watching this. Like where we are, like to get access to that type of stuff. Definitely. I would say also my um, startup consultant agency, Be the Entrepreneur, we specialize in it. So all of my programs are online. So I wrote like eight ebooks. Like when I listed out. Look at all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm dropping in there. So I wrote eight eight ebooks to take you through the startup business process. So if you apply the book every day, you can start a new business within 30 days. So I also have online learning curriculums where you can go through at your own pace. You get one on one mentors. So one of my programs, and real quick, it's called Be the Entrepreneur Academy. It gives you the opportunity to go through the curriculum that I created, but you also get to meet one-on-one with a mentor. So once you create, um, complete the book for budgeting, you get the opportunity to meet for 60 minutes with an accountant. When you complete my legal area, you get 60 minutes with an attorney. And in that 60 minutes, you're able to ask them any kind of questions. They have your information, so they're able to read your business plan and give you suggestions. So, you know, the goal of my program is to provide that support. No matter what type of entrepreneur you are, we have those resources to kind of get you through that, you know, entrepreneur startup phase. Dope. Do y'all do y'all feel like it's a part of y'all to like give back to the community? Like because it's so, so people, it's so many people that pour into us. And in, in my opinion, I feel like we we need to you know pour into other people. We're not expecting to get anything in return, but you know just to you know pay it forward. That's all I ask for people to do. Do y'all feel like it's um, part of like your your mission? You know to kind of like pour into the community. Yeah, definitely. That's the foundation. So many people have poured into us, so it would be disrespectful if we didn't so many people have just gave us a leg up gave advice gave support without us being able to really be unbeen able to give them anything so um that's definitely the foundation and that rolls into our nonprofit rolling homies um rolling homies is a nonprofit that we created that specializes in teaching generation z that's people kids ages 11 17 the basic skills that you don't learn in school like life skills nice. entrepreneurship fintech and investing so what we've done is we've created the opportunity to partner with different agencies within the Charlotte metro area to teach kids how to do things like coding, teaching them what the stock market looks like, teaching them basic essentials like how to clean your bathroom, how to brush your teeth properly, you know, just those things that we know that they're missing in school. So we're excited about Rolling Homies, and um, we're going to be launching in November. Man. I know. Well, there's so much stuff, like, we talk about all the time. They didn't teach us about, well, they taught us, we knew to brush our teeth. Right. But, like, entrepreneurship was something like that was just definitely something we, they left off the table. Like you said, just, you're going to go to school, go to college. Get a good job. Go yeah. Retire. 30 years, get a pension, get Social Security, have yes. grandkids. Something, and it's something about that just didn't sit right with me. It's just like, you know, man, <laughs> put, it, put in the best years of your life to oh and give them to a company and then right. You just, you just old and yeah, trying right. to live your last little bit of thirty years. Think about how many how many elderly you see that work at Walmart because the Social Security mm, thing so is not yeah, handed up. Mm-hmm. So it's like they tell you the system that don't even get me started. You say you gonna have like, like, like this much money <laughs> when you retire. Yeah. 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 I wanna. I'm not saying I'm gonna blow all my money now, but I'm like I wanna enjoy live, some yeah. of it now, have a good time. I don't wanna wait till I'm. For, who's, uh, who's to say you're going to live that long anyway? 60, what is it, 68? Girl, it's too much. 64? And then the, the, they're moving into 70. Like, bruh, the life expectancy of a black... It's 72. It's 72, baby. That means you got too strong. I had, um, too strong I don't forget, this was probably 
maybe a year or two ago, and this lady, she had just been in my job for, um, so people working, yes, I do have a job, but I do this as well. And and it was, she was like, you know, they just gave me my, um, they were just thanking me for working like tw 20 or 25 years, and they gave her a badge, and she was like, what, what y'all thanking me for? She said, man, I, my body broke down, my knees hurt, my ankles, all this stuff. She like, she, they thanking her, but she, she, Right now, she hurt like she must work in a factory or something. No, it's a dance job. No, it's retail, but you're standing up on concrete. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. a good job, and you got good benefits. And that's another thing they always tell us when we talk to people. I mean, you got a good job with great benefits, you just need to stay here. I was a social worker at DSS, and I ain't gonna lie, quitting that to go full time, leaving yeah, it every two week check, and yeah, benefits. Yeah, that was kind of scary. I ain't gonna lie because I like getting paid every other Friday, and I like. Pulling out my yep. signal card. That's the that's that's the <laughs> Baby, American. That's like the American spread. Mm -hmm. Yep. To, yeah, to you, what uh, to, to you got to get hospitalized. Like, and you ain't got no insurance. Do we out? The bill be fifty thousand. Okay. Oh, I, thought it was funny. I, I thought it was funny. Period. What would y'all say? Okay, we moving on. Next question. Now, what, what would y'all say is uh, for y'all? Um, <laughs> no, let me ask you this, Brandon. When you say it was hard for you to walk with, like, when did you know for you it was time to jump and, you know, just be an entrepreneur? Because you say you walked away from being a social worker. Like, mm -hmm. when did you know it was time for you to jump? Uh, you would kind of feel it. Like, you start getting antsy. Your business, you kind of get your business to a certain level to where if you don't make the transition, it won't grow anymore. Like, it's only so much you can do when you're working 40 hours. You know what I'm saying? It's only so much time you can give. But I would say, for me, long story short, the incubator program I told you about, um, we had a pitch competition at the end. And I kind of made, um, you know, kind of, like a better word, a pact with God. I was like, if I win, because you got prize money for it, you got $1,000. I was like, if I win, I'm going to do full-time paying for us. I was like, if I lose, then I was just going to be a licensed clinical social worker. And I ended up winning the competition, and I took that thousand dollars. I reinvested it back to Pamper Us, and then that was in December, and I left in um, Fourth of July. In so you just left this year? Oh no, no, it's 2016. Oh, so 2016. it's been a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's been a minute, but you can feel it. Like I started going to work. I started being unhappy. Things that used to make me happy didn't. You can feel it in your spirit. Like it's just like I gotta get out. I gotta do what I really love, and then you just start putting a plan in place, and then you pivot. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, moving from job to job, like, it might satisfy you for a little while. You might get paid a little bit more, but then if it's not something that you like, it don't matter. Enjoy, it don't matter. That's why people be that's why people be stressed and getting counseling and all that stuff because they making money, but we already know money ain't don't lead to money happiness. Mm -hmm. Man, it's crazy. I had something that at uh that work happened to me this morning. Uh I had I had cleared this thing off. I was trying to get grab like a little flatbed or whatever. And uh, next thing I know, I was I went around went around the, uh, on the other side. Next thing I know, the lady came and she grabbed it. I was like, man, I was like, I just cleaned all this stuff out just so I could use this. And then she come and grab it. So next thing I know, I had to catch myself. I was like, man, what am I getting mad for? Ain't none of this stuff in here mine. Like, I'm not about to argue with you about nothing in here that I don't even own. Like this, like you want it, you can have it. So it's like, man, I had to catch myself. Like, man, this ain't even. Like, what am I even being mad for? But it's just like, you know, we just so, like I had said it before, we get so conditioned to, you know, we do the same thing over and over. Um, clock in, uh, fall in our same position, uh, assume the same position, do the same thing over and over. 
sometimes, you know, early in the morning, you gonna clock in. You uh, when you get to work, you gonna park in your same parking spot. Mm-hmm. It's like we just it's so routine. routine. So I caught myself. One of the best things that happened to me was working two jobs, and I just fell into that cycle. Just get up, go to work, pay bills, student loan, kids, pay pay everything. I'm like man, I can't live like this no more. So not forever. Not for yeah. And I was like, I'm supposed to do this for like the next 30, mm-hmm. 40 years. <laughs> so I just mm-hmm. I got to a point, man. Like I like I took a hit when I first. Quit. Like I, it, Baby. it was it was rough. It wasn't easy at all. Cost got to pay the cost to be the boss. Yeah, that's but okay, I was like, man. But I just look at it like you just got to think long term. Yep. Like, like do you want to just stay comfortable and just work to just to pay your bills, or do you want something more like fulfilling for you? But um, just a couple more questions. What would y'all say is like the uh, toughest part of entrepreneurship? Paying the cost to be the boss. <laughs> right, right, and I would say. Um, I would say going back to that that balance, just really trying to, um, I take that really serious, like self-care balance, just because it can be a lot, especially like something like this that's just so public, where not only are you trying to run a business, but you kind of like your own publicist, your own media person. So you really just trying to balance everything and still have a life, still have fun, still have significant others. So um, I would say that would be the toughest part, that balance. And then I, w- I would add to that, just creating those habits with nobody really looking over your shoulder mm-hmm. having to you know create that disciplined lifestyle where really today i really don't have to do nothing if i don't want to yeah and then just Boy, not letting so. today spill over to tomorrow and then the yeah. next day you know what i mean so just gotta create, have this right creating that That's discipline and, mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't have days with that. like i'm like man I'm, i got a free day i just want to chill today no and i gotta do some editing or something like yeah, it's always something to do. All, all but then we kept being okay with not doing nothing. Like, that's something I had to learn. Like, I used to push myself so crazy. Like, 11 o'clock at night, I'm back up at 5. 11, 5. So, I had to get to a point where I'm like, all right, Brandy, if you take the day off, like, it's cool. And, like, yeah. when you do it that first time and you take that day off and do stuff that you want, it's like, and you get up the next day, you like, dang, you know, the world's still kind of going. Nothing fell apart. You know what I'm saying? So, you yeah. learn to balance it out and not having to really force yourself when you know you need a break. Look you into your body. Yeah, because I'm on the go like all the mm-hmm. time. Like, so I, And I had to catch myself last week. We got back from Vegas. I was like, man, I'm about to do something else. Like, man, I'm about to, today, today going to be just all about the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't even going to worry about doing no editing, no interview, nothing. It's just going to be me and the kids all day today. Like I, I had to catch myself because sometimes like you get caught up. You get so caught up in, in running this that um, you get so caught up in what you're doing, it's like sometimes you forget, you know, you need to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, you do. No, not, not the kids. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, I ain't gonna forget about my, oh, they ain't gonna let me forget them at all. Right. No, like, it just, like, sometimes, like, I just get caught up. And not even, like, aside from just personal stuff, like, I was, like, when I was telling my buddy Steve one day, we were telling, like, man, I just, like, you know, we just had an interview with, with Joe Foster, the co-founder of Reebok. I was like, I ain't even have a time to really, like, process that. Like, mm-hmm. I just completed the interview, boom, on to the next one. It's like, man, sometimes, like, I don't even understand, like, or appreciate the moment that much because mm-hmm. I'm just so, so on go all the time. Mm-hmm. But, no, my babies, they ain't going to let me forget them. Like, they, they going to, they going to, they going to, they going to definitely let me know. How many kids you got? I got three. I have two, um, two girls and a boy. Okay. Yeah, and they a handful. Like, if y'all want to babysit. Oh, no, I got my own. I got that. I was about to say. I got two already. Auntie, 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 yeah. I got enough nieces and everything. We'll be up. I'm going to bring them up to the state. 
Yeah, you can bring them escape. That's it. Don't drop them off. I'm bringing escape. What that look like? Yeah, don't drop them off. Follow up questions. What would y'all say was the biggest thing y'all learned from the pandemic? The power of pivoting. I would say that's the biggest thing. Having a mobile massage business and then you know having something like COVID that prohibits you know touching. That was definitely like crazy you know what i'm saying because like how do you run a business like that where you got to be six foot apart so pivoting was a big thing for me um i still work a full-time job so COVID is just COVID. i mean it was a lot of changes wearing this mask um you know originally when we first started talking about the roller rink of course it was like a legit indoor roller rink so with COVID going on, the numbers was going up when everything, like, as Crazy. soon as it was like, all right, we're going to do this, as soon, the numbers start rising. So, we was like, all right, what's next? Where, where we going to go the next? And, yeah. <laughs> and then we was like, all right, we're going to go to the outdoor. And then, all right, well, we're going to do this. And, you know. So, y'all had a building for it. Well, that was no, the plan. We Our start plan was the initial plan. Yeah. Initial plan yeah. was the first inside the building. Mm-hmm. But with COVID and, you know, they'd be like, well, so many people inside. That right, wasn't right, a risk right. we was trying yeah. to take at the chance. So, it was like. Let's go outdoors. Let's do it. You know, ain't no ain't no max outdoors. So. I like the outdoors though. Like, yeah, we do we too. Like it's a whole style. vibe. You gotta, yeah. you really gotta come out. What was y'all first event like? I, I meant to ask y'all that earlier. Like the very first one, we all had everything laid out. Um, that very first event that y'all did, like how was the how was that event? Well, that weekend, and we had over a thousand people that came sure. out there. Mm-hmm. We had over a thousand tickets. It was um it, it was, was a lot. It was good, but it was a lot. I know that I know that Monday when we sat down, like my body was broke mm-hmm. down. Like I don't think I would work that hard in a weekend before because you know, you just don't know. And but, we were working, so we couldn't really live in like you like said, you like said, you couldn't, couldn't enjoy live it. in a moment. Like it kinda was like afterwards we was like, Oh, we really I can't just believe we did, did it, it. yeah. Like, really but during it's like yeah. running here, set this up. Can you hear him? Can you see it? The music style, like, oh, and, and to see something that, that y'all had a vision for and came together to do and to see how it pulls so many people together though like that's the beautiful thing about yes. it like because you don't know what he, people coming from all over right. to um come support what you you guys are doing that's that's like the most beautiful thing about using your gift because you can bring people from all over you don't know who coming you don't know what they're going to do for you like it's just so much people going to pour into you and support you because they want to see you like succeed so right. that's that's like the beautiful thing. That's exciting. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. You never know. That that's what I love about entrepreneurship is like you never know who mm-hmm. you're gonna come across. Just like I mean, even though we're like a little bit over an hour away, I found you guys online. I was like, man, this is something like we have we don't even have in our air, but it's something that I haven't heard of and it's a beautiful thing just to see like how y'all are doing it, man. I really am happy for you. I want y'all to keep on going. And please bring the South Carolina for us. Because I don't want to steal y'all idea. Please we, don't. Yeah, we need y'all to. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, this is this podcast. You're gonna pass out for real. <laughs> y'all got any um HBCUs in the area? Uh you gotta go to Orangeburg, South Carolina State. How far is it? About two hours from us. From y'all. Yep, South Carolina State. Uh, no, no, uh uh Columbia. What's uh what's, Benedict, yeah, 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 Benedict. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we doing a, um in the spring. We doing a one night only tour, so we'll be going mm-hmm. to um, HBCUs on this on the coast near here. Going yeah, to visit yeah, putting yeah. the floor down, so you know. Pull up. Yeah, state, um, Benedict, I think. Claflin, Claflin, yeah, Claflin. Oh, it's another one. Uh, I want to say, is it, is it Denmark or something? Denmark, yeah, Denmark, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's HBCU. I think it is. Yeah. Oh. I think it is. They reached out to us. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's a, um. They in the lower state too. Oh. Yeah, my um, 
my daughter's mom, she went to uh, she went to state, and I think down towards where she stayed, Denmark was like down that way. But I did say HBCU, so they reached out to y'all as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man, that's that's dope. Like, how does that feel? You know, to have these these people reaching out to y'all for these like events. It feels good. It let us know that we on the right track. When yeah. you know, when you got that traction, when people calling you and they want you to come, especially something like colleges. You know, colleges you got to be legit. They just ain't having nobody serving kids. So what are students? So when you got like back to back colleges hitting you up, it's like y'all like we really like we doing this. Like, you know? was it one moment in particular that y'all knew was like this thing is like really big? Like y'all knew like this thing was like it wasn't the when when these schools and universities start reaching out to you, was it like the first event when you saw all these people there? Like, what was it like a particular moment where y'all knew like, okay, this thing really is about to like take off? I I think my moment when I felt like it was really about to take off was when um, QC Metro had posted an article about us and um, on social media and like it was everywhere. It I went mean, viral. literally, <laughs> it literally went viral. Like everybody was sharing it, everybody was posting it, like. You get on Facebook, you get on Instagram, Google. like it's it, like literally like if you Google Rolling CLT and you know you just see our pictures like and, and when we took the pictures it's like an ordinary day like we've been our ordinary selves and you know just to see like you know of course we know each other personally and then just to see us like low key like big screen like yeah, it was yeah it's it's definitely a, it was a moment for sure real really emotional. same moment for y'all did y'all have a particular moment. I would say when um, we booked our first college, UNCG, that was kind of like when they like signed, sealed, delivered it. It was like, y'all, like this legit. Cause you know, a lot of times all it takes is one. Like if one college mm-hmm. see one school do it, it's like, okay. And that's literally what happened. Once we posted UNCG book, like people just pointing, you need to come here. You need to come here. You need to come here. So for me, that's when it was like, y'all, and we so on. you just felt like this was real? No. I'm just thinking outside of your moment, dang. I ain't gonna say the same thing, but that's another moment that I felt like, okay, we on the zone. Yeah, y'all want noise. Oh, uh, I mean, aside from those, so we've had, you know, a few great things happen in just a short amount of time, but um, for me, it was another article that was posted in Charlotte Business Journal. Um, and then from there, it actually led to you know, some land developers reaching out to us to, you know, work on getting us our own location, our own building, them mm-hmm. wanting to work with us, them being, you know, um, emphatic about getting whatever done that we need to get done and really make this thing move forward. So, again, it just goes back to, you know, when I first had this idea, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know how I was going to get a million dollar building to service a skating rink, but to see this thing coming, you know, happening full circle and really, it's like I was telling Brady the other day, it's almost like it's just happening so easily, mm-hmm. so effortlessly, you know what I mean? Just yep. the things that are really happening, just lining up. the way yep. the things are lining up, <laughs> the real. way that God is really moving in our, in mm-hmm. our situation, in our lives. So, yeah, that's really, you know, on top of what they said, that was something that solidified it for me. Like, this is really how we about to get this done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just like you said, more people pouring into it and like, you know what you want. It's like things just align like the way you yeah you that's a beautiful thing yep. my, my, my final question before we get ready to wrap it up what does self-investment mean to you i feel like it's like a total five cents type thing i think you reinvesting yourself mentally like for me that's reading books that's biblical books that's business books 
um, physically, like me, we work out, so me and Ken work out together, um, Mm -hmm. as well as Shanika when she's available. Um, I will also say um, monetarily, like, you know, at the beginning, you know, it's all about reinvestment, you know what I'm saying? So for us, knowing that, you know, not getting paid this time, you know, that's the catalyst for us, you know, getting that big money, you know. So I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs overlook is it's important to reinvest in yourself all across the board to make sure, you know, you get your business where you need to get it to. Absolutely. Yeah, so kind of along the lines of what Brandy said, just really pouring back into yourself uh, in every area. You know what I mean? Mentally, making sure you're mentally strong. Emotionally, making sure your emotions are, you know, in line. Who is it that we need to become in order to get to where we're going to? So, uh, all of that, you know, self-invest, self-care, taking care of yourself, you know, having a good time, getting your nails done, getting your hair done. I like to get my nails done, get my hair done. I like to eat and shop. So, that's kind of, you know, and I like to chill. So, any moment that I get to sit at home and chill and do nothing and just watch TV or what have you. Um, So, yeah, you know. And I read a lot. I read a Me lot. Uh, I read a lot of scripture. I'm um, listening to a lot of audios. I'm just always doing a lot to really pour into myself, pour into my mental. So that's kind of what I do. And hang out with my daughter. I like doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what does self-investment mean to you? Um, I think self-investment right now <laughs> means to me is trying to get some sleep. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> You're that tired now. I am. You tired? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I still work. So, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I still yeah, work yeah. a full time job. So, I'm just messing with you. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I like to do, I like to hang with them. I like to do, you know, my meetings and stuff with them. Rolling really takes up a lot of my time outside of work. And then, you know, when I got a little free time, I like to kick it with my friends or whatever, you know. I don't have any children. I'm just an auntie. So, but you do like to babysit, though, right? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no drop-off. Yeah, no, no drop-off. No drop we'll come to you. Yeah. She'll come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I want to thank you ladies again um, for taking the time to sit down and join us. Because, like I said, this is a beautiful thing. Like I said, especially, you know, black women, black entrepreneurs, the first in the area to do something like this. Like, I love, I love to see it. Like, we definitely going to support y'all. Um, I need to learn how to skate. I'm going to show y'all the video. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Wrap up, but, um... <clears throat> Before we got here, I got we got y'all a um, gift as well. Um, oh, y'all wow, nice. Yeah, a little, a little token of appreciation. This was something that I um, if you can get it, get it out. Um, yeah, so I actually wrote my very first book. It came out earlier this year. I actually, released really on my birthday this year. Thank um, you, thank you. I got all of y'all a copy, but this is the book. It's um, it's called F School. Life is your best teacher. So you see the cover of it is a picture of me and my yeah. son. He's holding my degree. Aww. So, um, and it's a real degree. It's like, I, I, gra- <laughs> I, I graduated. We will hope you went perpetrate on the front oh, no, of your no, book. No, no, I want to do that. So, it's basically like the life oh, of right. a. Uh, Be nah. Be some yeah. Oh, yeah. A whole I book, see. Yeah. Bro. A whole that was wild. book. And then go say you ain't look at it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name on it? Tell me you had a ghostwriter. Y'all got to stop. We got to, we trying to get on. No, just Oh, look. My bad. I'm not saying. Cut that out. Yeah, cut that part out. And Charlotte. Like, this was something like like you lost lines of what you were saying earlier Kendra like I just had a vision like when I was working those two jobs I remember driving to work one day and I told my brother I said man I'm gonna write a book I'm, I'm gonna call it F school life is your best teacher and he was like man you think that's kind of harsh don't you I was like yeah but when you read it you're gonna understand like where I'm coming from and um, at first the picture is gonna be just me and uh, the, like the cover it was just it's gonna be me just holding my degree 
But one day I didn't have a, uh, anybody watch my son. He came with me. So right when we was getting ready, what well, right when we was getting ready to wrap up, he went over there and he just started holding my degree, and and the and the lady was just mm-hmm. taking pictures of him. And I said, hold on real quick. I said, let let him hold it, and I'm gonna stand right here beside him. So then we just started making different poses. And they think, you know, that's kind of like how we got the, the concept of like the cover art. But when you read it, I'm not telling anybody not to go to school. It's just really like understand what you're going for, because if you're just going. Like you just wasting time and money. Like when I went, I just thought that's what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school, college, get a job and retire. But when I got hit with the real world and student loans and all this other stuff, that's when everything kind of changed for me. So I went to the drawing board. Um, like I said, I did the broadcasting. I started, I created my own opportunity. Um, the book took me about two and a half to three years to write. You wrote this in the pandemic? Um, well, it was basically done in the pandemic. Like I had okay. wrote. I started back in 2018. I quit my second job and I went home and I just started writing. So over time, I just added piece by piece. And then probably the end of like, right at the beginning of the pandemic last year, I kind of like putting finishing touches on it. And that was pretty much it. So then it was like a six month process to get everything done. But yeah, I just had that vision. I didn't know when it was going to come out exactly, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So from 2018 to March of this year, it finally yeah. came out. So I got each of you ladies. Uh, oh, we appreciate um, it. Oh, no problem. I, I appreciate y'all for taking the time to sit with us. Um, before we get out of here, can y'all tell everyone how to find you guys on, online on social media? Yes, you can find us on Instagram, uh, Roland underscore C-O-T. That's Roland, R-O-L-L-I-N underscore C-O-T. You can also find us on Facebook, Roland C-O-T, Rink and Lounge. Um, and then personally on my Instagram, you can find me at boss lady underscore Ken. You can also find us at rollincolt.com. Again, that's rollincolt.com. Without the G. Without the G. And we're going to come up, we're coming to support y'all, man. One, one way or the other, I'm different. I want, like I said, I got to come out here and learn how to skate anyway. So I'm coming to support y'all. Um, we appreciate y'all for taking time to sit with us. So hopefully everybody enjoyed this interview. Until next time, this is Cross Line Podcast, self-investment tour here in Charlotte. Till next time, keep chasing your dreams. Thank you for listening. Peace.